One. All right. Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to VUX World, the first episode back after VUX at Voice 22, which was a roaring success, if I do say so myself. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Fabio, did did you... Uh, you weren't at you weren't at Voice Summit because I would have seen you there. But were you following the no. Voice Summit kind of event? Did you kind of tune in at any point in time? Yeah, I I, I was following on LinkedIn. I call all the posts and 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 the comments. Um, a bunch of the people that I I follow on LinkedIn were there, so uh, it, it seems to be a very exciting event yeah. yeah it was good it was good it was like LinkedIn come to life is the best way I could describe it you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like LinkedIn in real life everyone who um, either I haven't seen for a long time or hadn't met before uh, or had met a number of times but it was always in a situation where they had a, a black monitor outline around the head <laughs> so it was kind of good to uh, yeah good to be kind of back in person and, and, and meeting people and stuff like that it was really good um, we had video at Voice 22 presented by Core AI, which was on the Tuesday. We had some fantastic sessions there. We heard from um, Florida Blue and Core AI. We heard from Golden Nugget Casinos and Poly AI. A whole bunch of case studies, which is really, really good to 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 get under the you know under the kind of skin of. And uh, yeah, hopefully you know we'll see what happens. But we uh, we may well be back next year. And then I went to New York for a little while. Um, that was nice. Have you been to New York? I've been to New York, yes. Yeah, oh, uh, Yeah, absolutely. I, lived, uh, I used to live in New Haven. Uh, right. I, I studied like uh, for one year, so I used to go to New York for oh, So good. Yeah, so it's good. awesome. Yeah, it was. I was. I just thought I was on Home Alone the whole time. I was just walking around <laughs> trying to find all the scenes from Home Alone. Um, <laughs> but it was really. It was, it was really good. Jet lag affected me on the way back, definitely. Last oh. week was a nightmare. I was moving house and I was just like riding on five hours sleep a night. I had to get up with Artie, my son, to get him to school. But I was on US time, so I wasn't feeling tired until like 12 o'clock midnight or one o'clock in, in, in the morning. And I'm up at six o'clock in the morning, so it was a bit, it was a bit mental. But um, yeah, hopefully I'm through that now. Uh, good that you're back. Yes, yeah, back and ready to go, ready to rumble, <laughs> definitely, um, and definitely excited to get into this conversation. Can't wait to uh, to, to get into this conversation with you around around Scotiabank and the work that you're doing there, and your experience, broadly speaking, outside of that as well, because you've got a lot of experience in conversational AI and, and business automation and stuff like that. So, definitely looking forward to getting into that okay. conversation. Um, but before we do, a quick uh, quick shout out to those who are tuning in. If you are, so today we're going to get into uh, Scotiabank and how Scotiabank is using. Conversational AI. On uh, next Thursday, a week today, on the 3rd of November, we also have uh, Nova KBM, Alexandra Badar Turk, who is the digital banking operations uh, director, is uh, is joining us to share the Nova KBM case study. And what's interesting uh, about that is that the chatbot that they used, that they've created, uh, is it's, it's in Slovenia. It's one of Slovenia's market-leading banks. And they had a language problem, obviously, because the, the bot needs to speak Slovenian. So they had to create a brand new language support, uh, which they managed to do. And their, their NPS scores 
prior to conversational AI, I can't remember specifically what the figures are. We'll have to tune in next Thursday to find out the actual figures. But they boosted their NPS scores dramatically through the implementation of this conversational AI assistant. So next week's webinar, it's a registration-based webinar. You have to register to, to get the invite and attend. Uh, next week's webinar, we'll be diving into that case study, what the current business situation was, how the whole kind of conversational AI was created, including brand new language support for, for the Slovenian language, and how what, what were the ingredients that made the increase in NPS possible and how can you do the same? So if you are interested in attending that, please go to vux.world forward slash events. That will redirect you straight to the landing page. You can find out more and you can sign up. That is vux.world forward slash events. And uh, there we go. Looking forward to that. But even more looking forward to this conversation, Fabio, uh, with yourself. And thank you. Thank you for joining me. Pleasure. Do you want to tell us, um, for those that are tuning in, uh, a little bit about uh, Scotiabank for those of you, for those people who are not based in Canada? And at the moment, you are the senior AI and ML product manager at Scotiabank. So, do you want to tell us yeah. a bit about your kind of role there as well, and, and what you what you get up to over there? No, absolutely. So, um, Scotiabank is uh, one of the you know top three banks in Canada. Um, it's um, it has operations just not only in Canada, but uh, all over the world, uh, especially in the Latin American markets. Uh, we are top five bank uh, in in very important markets to us, such as Mexico, Chile, Colombia, and Peru. Uh, we also have a presence in the U.S. as a wholesale, wholesale bank. Um, it's a 200-year-old financial institution, uh, very, you know, solid and uh, yeah, it's a it's a great place to work, uh, and, and I've been having a lot of fun here, um, for sure. Um, about uh, a little bit about myself. So, um, I've been I've been working as product manager uh, for almost six years now. Um, started I'm Brazilian, so you know started in Brazil, and then I I, I moved to Canada, and. Um, one, you know, my, my first my first role here in Canada was uh, working for an airline company uh, as as a product owner, product manager, uh, like helping them uh, building their their chatbot, right? And and that that was um, my main first uh, interaction with with uh, you know conversational AI. Um, I've been, that has been an amazing journey, a uh, very crazy one. Um, been learning a lot and I hopefully been able to share my experience, uh, you know, the, the experience that I accumulated there and that's being accumulated here, but like also with uh, the Scotia Bankers. Uh, and yeah, I think we've been, we've been building a, a great solution. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. Mm, right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So what's the, what's your kind of remit at Scotia Bank then as, as a product owner? What, what, what is your kind of like, um, yeah, what does what does a day in the life of of Fabio look like? Yeah, so I am uh, right now. I work uh, I work for the data and analytics team. More specifically, uh, I, I work in the team that is responsible for delivering AI and ML solutions for corporate functions in the bank. So, and when we're thinking about chatbots, uh, there's a strong relation with uh, contact center, right? Like uh, most 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 chatbots are, are to help uh, customers self serve. Right and alleviate some of the the pressure that the contact centers have. Um, so I am basically responsible for uh, anything that is related uh, to the chatbot from an AI perspective. So from implementation to training, 
uh, involving in conversational design, uh, content management, system management, like uh, the you know manage and integration with uh, the tools that we have, um, and and that's that's basically how you know I, I spend most of my days. Uh, now now that we have launched the bot, we have launched it uh, in June. Um, my days are, are um, like I spend most of my time. I've been spending most of my time ensuring that uh, the bot is uh, responding correctly to to customers, right? And 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 uh, fine tuning uh, the the, the chatbot. Also working with designers and and, and uh, content uh, content managers and, and you know in, in a way to. Uh, improve uh the, the the flows and 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 the content and then most of my time has been dedicated to this right now uh, and uh yeah that's nice it. nice so um i'm maybe just jumping ahead a little bit here but this question popped into my head which which is you just launched a chatbot at scotiabank yeah there's two ways of approaching launching a chatbot or any digital product for, for that matter really but with conversational ai it, it, you've got a decision to make which is do you go live in the first instance with essentially the full scope of what this thing should be able to do or do you go live with like you know one or two use cases solving very specific narrow problems and you kind of put the chatbot into a place on the website where those problems surface and and then you kind of increase the scope of it incrementally over time so for example one route would be maybe that the um for in in a banking use case it may be that a chatbot that one use case could be i don't know um inquiring about opening a new savings account for argument's sake and you'd only put that chatbot on the banking savings account page so that that conversation is scoped and defined based on the context of the website then you would steadily add a new use case to it and all that kind of stuff or you can build the whole thing you know make some informed decisions about what it should do create the entire thing put the whole thing live and then try and improve the whole thing which kind of approach did you take so uh we took the second one uh, we we basically the the, the chatbot uh, right now is available uh, in the mobile app for basically you know Scotiabank customers. Um, so in that way, you you already filter some types of questions, right? Like it's basically um, tailored for customers that are trying to achieve something, right? Either because they are having a problem or um, because they some. They want to make a transfer, or they want to check their credit scores, or right. There's lots of use cases, um, but um, that, that was already a way to kind of uh, uh, refine what to build, right? But it's it, it's basically open to uh, any types of retail bank questions. I think that customers may have. Um, that is uh, that, that is a challenge by itself, right? And and, and uh, there was a lot of time and thoughts. Um, in order to identify these use cases, what, what are the most relevant use cases, right? Because how, how do you build something that is for everybody in the beginning? So um, we we that, that 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 that's kind of the the approach that the bank uh, decided to to take. Um, so and, and this is what this is what we built, we did, right? So we uh, we spent uh, quite some time, you know, I trying to identify these use cases. Um, Testing then, so we we first um, we first build a proof of concept. That was the first thing we did when I when I arrived. I joined Scotia uh, a year and a half ago, more or less. 
So, and, and it was just the beginning of the project. So uh, first ask is, okay, let's build a proof of concept. Let's share this with, um, you know, internal stakeholders, just, just so that they see how, how it would look like, right? Uh, what kind of experiences we could, uh, we could uh, provide. And, 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 and from there, there would be learnings and we would uh, understand these learnings and keep, keep building while uh, the bank was preparing to launch the bot, uh, we, we we do a lot of things in-house, right? So all the, uh, the front-end, because it's integrated with the mobile app, so the front-end, uh, like all, all the integration layers, uh, we have live agents, right? So uh, how we connect with uh, the live agent service, everything it was built in-house. So while we were doing this, uh, we took the time to start training or like in finding tents, training them, uh, and, and then going from there until until we uh, we understood that we were covering uh, a good range of questions right and then uh, that, that's when we we saw that we were ready to to put like in front of customers start putting in front of customers and, and interacting from there mm-hmm. right but um we first so we first build a, a proof of concept uh, again like I said uh, very simple uh, with uh, a few um, maybe a few, a few dozen intents. Um, from that, uh, we 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 then worked. We we had a few a few uh, uh, sources of, of information that helped us. So um, one is uh, Scotia Bank of has an FAQ page in their website, in our website, uh, and we leverage what kind of you know questions or, or articles that uh, customers would uh, be going. And and, 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 and and accessing. So that was one. Um, Scotia Bank has a subsidiary bank in Canada called Tangerine, and we were fortunate that helped us also because they already had a chatbot, uh, and and we also leveraged their their, their chat logs and you know things that uh, customers were asking there. And then uh, we also uh, like reviewed a few thousand uh, phone calls. Also to understand, because, again, the same banks, but different banks, so different products and, and different types of customers. So we reinforce that also with uh, some some a few thousand phone calls that we, we, we understood what was the main reason. And then uh, all of those things, they guided us on, on what to build, right? And, um, of course, because you have uh, lots of experiences and lots of intents uh, initially, uh, they are not uh, super detailed as well. So uh, this is uh, um, right now. Um, we 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 the, the chatbot is uh, is currently helping customers to um, either self serve. So uh, if 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 we already have um, um, solutions in which they can go and and, and self serve and, and solve the problems that they're looking for uh, we are going to point them to that uh, and but the chatbot is is like I like to say is the first uh, uh, the first line of defense right mm-hmm. uh, the chatbot itself um, I think for, for more complex use cases uh, it's probably not the best tool yet right like uh, the technology is evolving and it's going to keep evolving but for now it's probably not the best tool so then this is when we leverage the live agents, right? So once we detect that uh, uh, a question or like that, once they fall like into specific intents, um, we we identify that and then we offer an agent that can uh, support them with their uh, 
the, their questions, right? So that's kind of how we uh, how we uh, viewed it or decided uh, so so that we could meet the desire of having you know um, uh, uh, a chatbot that was capable of yes understanding uh, different types of questions. Mm, interesting. Wow, there's a lot, lot, lot to uh, lot to unpack there. So, so at the moment, so you're starting out with a proof of concept. Yeah. You're you're using was it called Tangerine that bank? The... Uh, Tangerine Tangerine is the subsidiary. Yes. The subsidiary. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a cool yeah, name. Yeah. Tangerine. I like that. Um. Yeah. So you're using their chat their chat logs. Um. You're using a few thousand calls which you're um analyzing. Presumably, you're using some kind of tool to do some topic topic modeling and stuff like that yeah. to try and figure out yeah. what's going on there. Um. And FAQ pages on the website, so that. So you're using data. Was that stuff done before the proof of concept, or was the proof of concept done like based on assumptions to to show that this thing can work, and then you got down to the data to get it through to actually turn it into something so, that's production ready? Um, it was actually made like um, made in parallel. All right. So we we uh, we received the data. So for example, from 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 Tangerine uh, or the data from the the website. Uh, that was readily available. So the first step is basically trying to understand, right? Especially I, I, I was arriving at the bank, so I was also acquiring the knowledge. There were some people that, of course, were more experienced on, than me uh, on that area. But uh, we we looked at this together, and then we identified the common. We have identified the common topics, right? Like or the topics that uh, would make more sense to to start uh, designing the experience, and that was the source of. Um, the main source for us to start training, right? Um, and we we quickly created a few again simple experiences that just so so uh, internally we could see okay how it would look like does that make sense uh, uh, is that the, the way that we want this to go right um, and as as it proved to be a good idea or successful then then we we started to move forward but um, that that process took probably. I don't know, uh, two months, two and a half months. Mm-hmm. While um, there, again, working in a, in a in a big institution, there's a lot of processes. You know, have to approve budgets. You have to set up teams. So while all of these things were happening before the actual, you know, uh, chatbot, like the, the the work started to be done, we were leveraging that time and and working on the proof of concept. Right. So always trying to see how how we can best you know leverage the time that we have. Uh, considering that there is there is some processes that we need to obey and and, and follow, like uh, in the bank, right? Uh, and how we can make uh, make best use of it and 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 start learning, right? Uh, from from the experiences that we do. Mm, interesting. Yeah, we can definitely get into some of those those um, those challenges because I know that obviously when you're trying to move fast in an organization that is that is more traditional in nature it can often be quite a challenge but um yeah so so you're you're creating the proof of concept you're using the the faq pages and, and you're kind of um filling in the time whilst the business is organizing itself and figuring out what resources it needs and where it's going to get data from and all that kind of stuff then you start um ingesting real customer data um at what point was it decided around the scope of the the assistant? So you you know what you have now. It sounds as though correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds as though the assistant today answers questions, uh, signposts to self service options, 
where those things may be complex. If it's very complex, recognizing the intent, it will hand over to a live agent. Does it yeah. do it? Does, does it? Does it have any kind of like self-service fulfillment in there at the moment, or is it? Is it all so kind of signed? We, we, yeah, tr- transactional experiences are, are coming. Yeah. Uh, we are we are working on that, uh, but uh, right now it's 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 more uh, like the chatbot helps uh, helps customers to you know with triaging or like trying yeah. to find their way how are the best ways for them to 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 kind of uh, try to solve their problems or, or try to understand the reason behind problems that they may be having or uh, where to execute some 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 tasks right because sometimes we like uh, again. A bank is full of processes, full of products. Sometimes uh, uh, it's not always easy for customers to find what they are looking for. Yeah. Right. So the, the the chatbot helps a lot with that. Uh, and uh, and again, yes, if uh, if we recognize that uh, it's a very complex request or a complex experience, uh, we we take them to uh, to an agent. Right. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of like, especially. With banks, um, you know, some, like, there's lots, lots of questions about specific transactions that you have, like people that sometimes they don't recognize specific transactions. So what is that? Like, what happened? And, and then, uh, of course, uh, you're probably going to need the support of uh, someone to kind of uh, understand exactly what was going on. Uh, sometimes you need to speak with a vendor. So, again, the more, more complex scenarios, right? So... In those kind of scenarios, like yes, uh, we certainly leverage uh, live agents uh, mm. to help the customers. Yeah, nice. So, so at some point in time, there there is a decision made, which is that that decision basically. The, which use cases uh, need to be escalated to live agents? Which use cases do we signpost? Which questions can we answer? But then before that, there's a decision that's made, which is. Going back to my question before, which is, where do we start? Do we try and solve a very specific narrow problem over here, or do we go high and wide straight into the mobile app? We try and capture all of the intents and determine how to solve it. I wonder if you can share anything on how that kind of decision was made about the strategy towards whether we do try and capture everything high and wide or whether we focus on a narrow kind of problem? Was it always the case that it was going to be a digital assistant in the mobile app uh, answering and catering for everything? Or was, was it a, a decision that was got to at some point? Um, so I, I think overall the bank was pretty uh, uh, straightforward about uh, what, what it wanted to achieve with the, the, the chatbot. Uh, and... Um, Again, the idea I think from the beginning was having uh, an, an assistant that would be able to understand or comprehend different types of topics, right? And not uh, only a specific use case. Um, I think uh, the 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 main interest was again um, trying to uh, trying to make sure that uh, the bot is. Um, um, able to to help customers with uh, their most uh, uh, frequently uh, asked problems right rather than than just solve on a uh, specific use case even even because um, we are still working on um, on ways to uh, make it more transactional right so um, 
because we we still don't have that anyways uh mm-hmm. um if you if you would focus just on like one or two or three use cases uh you would probably um not be able to you know uh go deeper and 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 serve customers like in 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 the best way uh anyways right mm. um so i think most of the decision is uh is around that so what what kind of uh um uh like, like from Another another component, right? Like what kind of uh, 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 services that we could immediately leverage, yeah. right? Um, and uh, um, so that we could build, you know, the chatbot and and, and put it in front of customers and uh, um, yeah, and uh, uh, you know, allow them to use and uh, uh, to 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 serve, right? Mm. To self serve. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, so. So we've gone through proof of concept. We've gone through this this big data kind of um, analysis process. There is um, before going live. There is inevitably the the kind of build the design and build process as you're ingesting this data and you're prioritizing your use cases and you're figuring out what services you have to be able to deliver on which kind of intents and what you're going to do and how you're going to handle each kind of question and all that kind of stuff i'm wondering whether you can talk us through your sort of approach to to that sort of design and development sort of process do you have conversation designers was there a design process and and then how does that lead into development and whether you can walk us through some of those kind of stages yeah so um, basically, um, once we have identified the you know the relevant topics, right, like the intent that uh, we want to create, uh, then uh, while we were uh, doing the training, uh, and again because uh, once we were designing and, and, and creating the copy and the content, uh, one of the one of the challenges is uh, validation, right? There's a, there are a lot of um, different uh, uh, people or teams that we need to get involved uh, so that uh, the content is finally approved. So while we were training, we, we and, and if, once we have defined these intents, we also started working on the content. And um, basically, uh, the, the approach that we, take, that we took is, um, like, uh, let's say you have, you have an intent that deal with uh, a problem, right, or an issue. Um, because the bot is is helping customers to understand their problems and, and kind of uh, provide ways that they can self serve first, uh, we we partner with uh, different teams. So the contact center team, also like we have uh, design, conversational designers, and, and, and content strategists with us. Um, and 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 basically the starting point is um, assuming that you were um, speaking with someone. Right, so imagine, imagining that the chatbot is, is one of the one of our live agents, right? Uh, what kind of questions do we need to make, or do we need to ask the customer, so we we understand what kind of guidance we need to provide them, right? So uh, because again, when when customers are asking questions, they can be sometimes very gen- sometimes they are very generic, sometimes they are very specific, right? Um, so um, with that in mind. We design thinking about the generic ask first, right? So we ask these follow-up questions and, and we design thinking of these follow-up questions until we have a, a response to, to provide. That's that's how we do. And um, and we leverage, again, not only the AI, but um, 
entities, right? So to to identify specific keywords in the in the utterances, so that uh, um, once we identify these keywords, we may skip some of these questions that we ask, right? Mm. So, for example, there is a difference between saying um, "I want to make a transfer" of "I want to make a wire transfer," for example. They are both right. they are both the same intent. But because I identify wire transfer, I don't need to ask what kind of transfer you would like to make because there are, you know, very like lots of different options of, of, of making transfers. Or if you and so the, the more information we, we design in a way that uh, we try to capture, you know, types of utterances, what uh, what kind of uh, information customers may provide. So we, we, we design a way that we can skip these questions and, uh, and then provide the more like straightforward answer, right? Or if not, if we cannot detect or understand, then we ask these follow-up questions, right? And, and then uh, provide. So that, that's, that's basically, I, I think, the, the main strategy behind uh, um, how we, we build our, conver- or our, our conversational flows. Mm. Um, it's it's been proving very successful. I think I think we we've been able to uh, provide very very straightforward experiences uh, when when possible, and then when not possible, of course you you, you it, it, they, they get a little longer. But uh, uh, it, it's it's important so we can provide the the most accurate uh, answer to customers. Right. Mm, mm, nice, um, and then. What about the sort of like the the build and implementation process? So obviously, it's a very large bank. Um, and we mentioned this before we kind of got on air, and and this is not uncommon for for banks, which is that very large, very complex, very heavily regulated. Um, so privacy, security, huge concerns. Very rarely does a bank kind of outsource this kind of stuff. Often it's kind of done in house. Um, the we've got a guide actually for those of you tuning in. It's a buy versus build guide, uh, and in there there is I've kind of identified six different approaches to doing this. So one is if you want to build it yourself, and one is that you can build it yourself from scratch, like from the ground up. You build all of your own ML models, all of your own NLU, all of your own speech recognition, all that kind of stuff, your own dialogue management, build everything yourself from the ground up. And this is what like, Deutsche Telekom have done this kind of approach. I think BBC, uh, not BBC, um, BMW done a very similar thing. You've then got a kind of component-based approach, which is you can you can use existing third-party components and stitch them together and customize them on top in order to give you the capabilities that you need. Um, and so most organizations that say they're building stuff tend to do that approach, you know. Um, and then you've got a platform. You can bring in a platform which, which kind of handles a lot of the complexity under the hood, probably doesn't give you quite as much flexibility and all that kind of stuff, but at least opens up the access to less technical people. You've got the kind of acquire approach, which is go and, go and buy a company that does what you want them to do and bring that in-house. And then you've got kind of like the more kind of um, buy side, which is like, you know, find an assistant that's already pre-configured and pre-built and bring that in and plug your own APIs into it and then, uh, the other one is just outsource the whole thing, you know, find another company to, to go and kind of to take it off your plate kind of thing. Um, so there's there's probably other, other ways of doing it potentially, but those are the kind of six that, that I've identified most organizations do. Not necessarily asking for you to kind of, you know, ch- 
share exactly the the details of the philosophy and all this kind of stuff but wondering whether you can share a little bit around the approach to the the development and implementation side of things and and how you kind of take that data that you've got and you've analyzed you've understood from the conversation design part which intents can be answered which can be kind of you know cut in half or, or the interaction can be shortened you've designed those conversational patterns how do you approach kind of getting this thing up and running and working so um we like the the the, the bank decision was to um uh, basically i think dominate uh, most of like or, or uh, manage most of the experience right i think the idea is to to build a, to build a solution that is customized or tailored for ourselves as as possible right so uh most of the the solution was was built by us of course we have a few uh partnerships uh with uh that, that integrates with the solution that we have um but it's mostly uh made by us especially also because again uh, as you mentioned uh so two reasons one is yes uh have control over the the, the experience and how how exactly uh we want to uh uh, share that with customers. So that's one thing. The other thing is uh, being careful with uh, customer data, right? Uh, that's, uh, again, uh, I think that's a pillar for financial institutions and, and it's no different with with Scotiabank. So uh, um, we've built, for example, layers that uh, help us uh, uh, capturing or masking any any personal information uh, before we uh, like share with uh, third parties, for example, right? Uh, and uh, that that I think is is part of the complexity and and uh, you know that uh, I think the time that that it takes to to build things and 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 put into the market right like how how you um, you build it in a way that uh, yes you were you you were you were protecting your customers right and and uh, and and preventing any 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 kind of uh, data leaks and 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 things like that so. Um, that that's certainly something that uh, we are doing and we we, are, we have done and uh, we are always working towards this. Even um, as as we are, you know, um, discussing and uh, uh, starting to uh, develop uh, more transactional uh, intent, right? So that that discussion still holds because then how how you how you you're, you're going to capture or, or 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 sharing like share more like customer data, right? So. How do you do that in a way that uh, the data is protected, so the customer can see it, right? Or we can capture the data from the customer and and use it to to, to process this uh, uh, um, this uh, uh, transaction intent. Uh, but uh, we again at the same time we don't share that uh, with with third parties, right? Mm, so. mm, absolutely, you definitely get a hell of a lot more control doing it that way. Um, yeah. And I think you're also able to create, I mean, in this report, if anyone wants to look at it, you just go to VUX.world and there's a guides option and you can just click on guides and then you can download it. I've identified one, two, three, four, five, six, seven kind of uh, considerations for whether you should buy versus build. And I've kind of like scored each one against each other, benchmarked each post against each other. And the, the, the seven is differentiation, complexity, time to value, control, scalability, cost and maintenance. And and the thing with with building either from scratch or using components or a hybrid of the two, is that inevitably you get 
it's it's the single solution that gives you the most control because you can control every single part about it. All of the data, as you mentioned, where it's stored, who gets access to it, how long it's stored for, you know, what data you you um, capture, whether you want to scrub it and cleanse it, all this kind of stuff, you get complete control. And also, you, you because you've got so much control, you can then differentiate as much as you want. You're not confined by the scope of the platform and the features that it, that it dictates yeah, you can exactly. use. You know, exactly. you, you can basically, yeah, differentiate... Um, immensely which is uh yeah two two you know really important kind of uh things absolutely uh totally in agreement yeah yeah um so so we've got to the point now then where it's built you said you launched in june um yes what what was the kind of launch like again you can do it big bang or you can do it slow and steady incrementally you know a little bit of traffic do some analysis do some improvement a bit more traffic roll it out over time what was the kind of approach to to rolling it out in in june so uh, yeah it was the second it was the second approach for um i think a couple of reasons uh, first one is uh, again we have a um, we have a live agent operation right and and as much as you you know expect certain volumes right and you study and you project um you never know like it's like like you know paraphrasing forest gum it's kind of a box of chocolate right you never know what you're gonna get um and and uh, so we 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 adopted the drip strategy right so uh, we launched initially to very few customers like first actually there was a beta with just uh internal customers like or employees um that we also use to learn, uh, and 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 you know, like we we built intents, right? Like we built the, the structure, and and, and uh, we use that first interaction to to learn how people were interacting with the bot, the actual bot. Um, that was useful, but nothing like real customer references, because mm. uh, if you don't really have a problem, you're probably going to ask a few questions. The bot is going to work, but. Um, we really need customer references to see if 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 it's really uh, working. But um, so we had that period. Then we launched launched to customers. So one percent, five percent, twenty percent. So we, we we kept increasing it. Uh, and we use you use that period for two things. So the first one is fine tuning that operation that I was uh, talking about, and the second one is to validate that all the training that we have worked on and. The experiences that we have built, they, they are uh, making sense, right? So for that, uh, um, we, we, we look at, uh, I think, three important KPIs, at least to us. Um, one, and, and maybe the one that I, I, I was mostly concerned about and I am super concerned about is what we call accuracy. So basically, um, we had our team, you know, our data science team, our, our trainers, um, we, at first um, reviewing customer references, uh, trying to understand if the bot was really uh, responding correctly, right? Uh, we reviewed a few thousand utterances to 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 give that give us that uh, you know uh, that that confidence that uh, the body was working out. The second one. It's coverage. So are we are we really so we, we build all all of these intents, right? Are we really covering all the most frequently asked questions or there are intents that we need to create that 
for some reason we missed from all that analysis that we did before uh, that needs to be created. And then the third one, so the, the, these two are, I think, in the beginning are more like to us were more important because if the bot doesn't understand correctly from the beginning, even if the journey is perfectly designed, if you are not getting there, um, right, then, then uh, this is going to be a problem. So the initial focus on that was on that. And then um, as we are ensuring that the bot is, yes, uh, achieving like uh, very good levels of accuracy, we are covering questions. Now Now we are looking more uh, at the conversation. So the third, the third, uh, the third, the third metric is abandonment, right? Like from from a specific specific flows, right? So once you ask a question, and if we detect that customers are leaving uh, those those conversations, then uh, this is also like source of uh, or inputs for us to sit down with the designers. Okay, how do we how do we take care of that, right? And uh, um, and then from there, keep uh, keep enhancing the experience. Uh, that that's part of I think the. The strategy and like not only the launch strategy, but I think uh, just also touching a little bit about uh, 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 sustainment, right? Uh, how mm-hmm. how we are um, actually work to uh, working to to ensure that the body is uh, again working working properly. And um, we are we are we are currently still in that trip strategy. Uh, we, we still haven't launched fully to uh, all customers. This is this is happening soon as we are again fine tuning the operation. But I, I feel that uh, our results, you know, so far have been pretty good. Uh, I think we're pretty happy with uh, what we're achieving so far, and uh, um, also uh, the perspectives, right? Um, and 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 what what the, the chatbot will be able to help us uh, now and, and in the future for sure. Mm, interesting, interesting. You mentioned coverage there. One of the things I spoke about at the VUX at Voice Summit was the kind of what goes in what are the components of scaling a conversational ai operation and one of the things literally i had to go and pull my slides up to refresh my memory on it but one of the things is coverage so are you covering all of the things that people are saying to it uh so that's good to hear uh the other is availability in terms of on which channels is this available. If you're going to scale, you may start with a chatbot, but then it may be that you're looking at IVR or you're looking at messaging or you're looking at other channels to get into. Yeah. And then the next thing is adoption. So just because something exists in those channels doesn't necessarily mean that it's being used. And so, you know, typically chatbots on a website, for example, there's a little icon in the bottom corner. And you're kind of relying on people finding that icon and clicking on it, or maybe it's a timed pop-up and hopefully someone will gravitate towards it. And so one of the things that I don't hear that many people discussing is ways to get adoption. I mean, it's different in the contact center with IVR and stuff like that, because if someone calls up and you, you get put into a talk to a bot, you're going to just talk to it. You know, you might just say, talk to, get me to an agent or whatever, but it's, un, it's unavoidable default adoption. Whereas in, on websites specifically, and in some cases in mobile, you're kind of relying on the user gravitating towards it. So I'm I'm curious around from from your launch strategy. I know that it's kind of been drip fed and it's not fully live to everybody just yet. But is there anything that you're like one? What is the adoption? You don't have to share any numbers, but in terms of like the, the no number of people using it, was that kind of what you expected? And then in terms of like percentage of, of total users like was the percentage of usage what you expected and then how are you thinking about adoption in general like do you do anything or will you be doing anything to try and encourage adoption or do you think that actually just default adoption have just having it being there is actually good 
in terms of volume? So um, no. So um, yeah, a few a few a few comments about that. Um, I think in general uh, the usage has been quite good. Uh, the bot the bot the bot is available in the mobile app. Uh, it's not. Uh, like to, to, for you to get to there, you you need to go to a contact us page, and and so there, there's it, it's not immediately available, and, and that's for a reason. Again, we we want to make sure that uh, uh, everything is 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 properly fine tuned, right? Uh, before uh, really start to scaling it, so it's not. Of course, it's a usage is a concern. Of course, we want we want people to to use it, and we are building for that. Uh, and we are exciting about the still the you know the opportunities that are there. But it's not the main concern, I think, right now. Right now is mm -hmm. okay. How like do I do I have like is it working for us? Is it working well? Is it uh, uh, is, like are people experience like the, the transition to a live agent? Is is that working fine? Are the agents like uh, do we have in do we have agents to cover the volumes that we have now, right? And then and then uh, from there, certainly there are plans to uh, uh, market it, right? To to uh, uh, um, and, and 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 make it more available. So then, uh, uh, you know, more customers we are going to uh, like uh, to to use it, right? But um, this is. I think this at this point at the stage that we are because we you know it's it's recently launched um, it, it's more about ensuring that uh, things are well right mm -hmm. uh, the experience is going well and 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 what kind of problems and bugs because once every time that you launch you launch a new product and new feature there's there are things that you need to work right so are, are we are we yeah you know taking care of them right like fixing them so and then yes um, I think. Uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, whoever here is here in Canada is probably going to start seeing some, um, you know, some 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 more comments about about it, right? For sure. Mm. Um, one one thing that I, I forgot to mention, of course, like another another uh, important metric for us is is, is customer satisfaction, right? So, um, like from from a from a training perspective, I think. Uh, um, and, and also because of the volume of utterances that we review and, and conversations that we review, uh, we end up catching a lot of opportunities that sometimes uh, people don't verbalize in, in the you know in these uh, uh, in service, right? Um, but we are also looking into that, right? Like uh, you know, if, once we detect that people are uh, unhappy about a specific scenario or about a specific. Uh, issue that they are having. Of course, we are we are we are looking into that and, and uh, use that as a source of uh, not only the chatbot experience, but um, again uh, for for live agents or or like even for uh, the, the 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 chat tool itself, right? Like we we we've been working on that for sure. Mm. So are you talking there about some you know the fact that when you've got this conversational assistant there? Anyone can say anything to it, and therefore you're picking up bits of insight that you previously weren't aware of. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Do like you... from 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 a feedback perspective. Yes. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but from 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 a training perspective, yes, because um, since we are again reviewing uh, and just 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 to ensure that the body is accurate, right? But because we are reviewing a few thousands of utterances um 
I, I identify things that uh, I see that is the wrong, right? From, from a training perspective, of course, because you, you know, you're asking A and the body dancing with B and say, okay, we have to fix that, right? Uh, so that in, in, from, from that perspective, but also from the content and, 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 and conversational design perspective too, because sometimes you ask questions and, and, and the question, you know, is matched correctly with a specific intent, but you identify that the answer is probably sometimes it's not covering that specific aspect, right? Mm. So this is all like a, a cycle. Like we 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 look at these things, we identify these opportunities, and then uh, they all feed into the, the, the conversational design team, who is uh, use this this you know this source of feedback, internal feedback to 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 make improvements, right? Mm. Uh, and and this is very important to us because um, again. Uh, like it's it's. Uh, I see that people are more and more using chatbots. Uh, there is. I, the, I was just seeing a research that was uh, shared this week. I think um, Wells Fargo, which is a, an American bank, right? They are. Yeah. I, I've seen in some news they are launching the, their chatbot this week, uh, mm-hmm. and and there was a study with that that says that fifty uh, percent of Americans have used a chatbot for a financial institution and and then 25% in the past three months, right? Mm-hmm. This is huge, right? This, there's, a, there's, there's, there's a lot of opportunity there. So, you know, ensuring that uh, we are getting ready and prepared to this massive volume that is coming, when I'm pretty sure that, that it is, uh, uh, it's very exciting time, right? So we, we, are, we are working to ensure that uh, we are up, you know, up to the, the challenge uh, and, and yeah. Nice. Yeah, that, that study was interesting because it was also saying that it was something like 30, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was somewhere in the region of 30 or so percent of, um, I think it might have been under 25s, have it as an expectation and and, and a preference, which is that like, not only is it, oh, it's, it's there and it's being used, it's actually that for the people who are now opening banks today, it's an expectation and it's a preferred method. Um, because everyone who is a certain age is texting and, and it's all asynchronous, oh, yeah. which is really interesting. The people don't really seem these days to be that bothered about immediacy as much as they perhaps were. It, it's all asynchronous, quite happy to use messaging channels and wait for a response while I do something else and stuff like that, you know? Um, so it's really, this new generation, this new generation is equipped with that, that chip, right? Like it's yeah. either, you know, like chat tools or, or, or voice, right? Mm. I see, I have a daughter, my 80 year old, and uh, just a, a small, yeah. like she, 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 she heard that I was here and said, Oh, you have to talk about me because I want to <laughs> be on YouTube. So I'm talking about her, but um, she uses voice tools all the time, voice assistance, right? Like it's part of, you know, she's playing games and use voice to, to verbalize what, what she wants to communicate with other, other people. Right. So at this, this, this new generation is all about, uh, you know, voice and and, 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 and chat tools. So yeah, we mm. we are certainly uh, getting ready for that. Absolutely, yeah. My son yeah. is four, and he now over the last few weeks, for ages, he hasn't bothered. But uh, when he was a real baby, he started to try and say Alexa, but he couldn't. He couldn't say the next thing of what he wanted. Whereas now, 
he's literally like Alexa and it's something like he, he doesn't quite know YouTube, Netflix and Prime Video are three separate services. So he'll say, Alexa, play Thomas on Prime Video YouTube because he, he wants to watch Thomas the Tank Engine. So he's saying, play Thomas on Prime Video YouTube. <clears throat> but <laughs> sometimes it works though, which is fantastic. But, um, but yeah, it's definitely an expected thing. And you mentioned there, um, and I think quite rightly, that you're concentrating on getting the product working before promoting it and, and rolling out the, the big market and pushing stuff like that, which is which is exactly what you should be doing, isn't it? You know, you, you, if you, I use the restaurant analogy all the time, which is that a restaurant should have its menu figured out and have food that tastes good and processes that mean that the chefs can cook the food in a timely fashion and it's good stuff before you go trying to get people through the door to serve it to. You want to fix your menu, fix your food, fix your operations and yeah. make sure that you can do it before you bring people in. And so I think a lot of a lot of teams sometimes get a little bit ahead of themselves. They'll launch something to everybody a bit too early and then they wonder why it's not really working. Um, and you know, they haven't fixed their operations and so they're making basic mistakes around not using real data to train their intents and stuff like that. And they end up uh, getting you know <laughs> mixed up in a whole world of madness. Um which is good. Just to connect with that, with you know your initial question too about the strategy, right? Like why, uh, why deciding for launching, you know, a bot that is capable of understanding lots of topics instead of focusing on just one experience, right? I think, um, you know, our our strategy also involves this experimentation and and and, and uh, um, you know learning along the way. So uh, we are going to get there in terms of uh, usage and volumes. I'm pretty sure it's going to be huge. But um, one of the reasons also of launching, you know, a, a bunch of different intents was to to try to exactly understand what, what people were interacting more, right? Uh, and, and learn from there. And then um, we, are, we are trying to be careful with the experiences that we want to personalize more. What are the the really you know the the really good use cases uh, that we can now now that we know and we see how people are interacting with it we can get and uh, you know let's let's make it let's make it better let's let's take them to the next level because it's it's costly to build and, and it's super time consuming to build uh, these experiences right uh, and 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 having more information and see how people are interacting with with your chatbot it allows us to you know, get there. And, and now, you know, we, we are entering another stage in which uh, we are certainly going to, um, yeah, do that, right? So mm. that, that, that is, I think that is part of the, the decision also behind uh, why why we follow the specific strategy I didn't mention in the beginning, but I think mm. it's, it's, it's still time to complement. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a, it's an approach that a lot of companies take, um, Anyway, especially also in, in the IVR kind of contact center, IVR space, it's very common because if you can figure out and you can map all of your high-level intents and then just simply route someone to the right place, at least then you've got an actual proper accurate picture of exactly the demand, where the demand is and, and specifically how people are asking for certain things. And once you've built that initial language model, 
all you, all it's then a case of is saying, okay, well, where's now that we've got this language model, where's all of the demand now? Oh, well, all of the demand actually is circulating around these five intents. Okay, so how do we automate these five intents? At the moment, they're just pointing people off here. How can we, you know, where do we start to actually start automating this stuff end-to-end? And it kind of... It also helps, you know, we haven't really got to the conversation of internal business support and stuff like that, but it helps in that respect, doesn't it? Because you can then say, look, out of 10,000 conversations, 6,000 of them have been around these five intents and all we're doing is handing them over to a live agent. So how can we get our resources and our strategy in line to try and tackle some of this? Because you're able to prove it. You're not just saying, I think we should do this finger in the air stuff. You know, it's all based on the actual volume that's coming through, you know? Yeah, and and then uh, also there, there's another thing which is um, yeah you mentioned correctly this is a long tail game right so you you yes you have certain intents that are you know kind of top of mind everybody asks about them um, but you still can help like uh, customers uh, that have more specific questions and they are uh, repeatable and easy to identify and and that can alleviate. Uh, the content center team, right? Uh, so uh, we we try to do that as well, uh, and 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 um, I think it's been proving successful. Of course, it's always hard. You know, the more intense you have, the harder it is to train because uh, intents get confused, mm. um, right? Uh, there, there's there, there are additional challenges, but um, I think right now, from from what I'm seeing, you know, we we we've been pretty successful in in. In managing that, like I think our our again the way the way we we decided to build intense that that approach that I was telling you about uh, starting from you know start, starting from more generic uh, more generic approach to a more specific approach that also helps reducing the number of intents. But like the the, the strategy has been proving uh, as, uh, very successful, so that helps too. Nice, wicked, and and what are uh, what are the sort of um, intended benefits to the business from this kind of initiative? You know, is it is it a customer experience play? Is it trying to lighten the load for the contact center agents? Like, what are some of those kind of drivers behind what the business is expecting out of this once it once it kind of you know reaches its fully fledged uh, version? Yeah, so. I can tell you that uh, customers were requesting a chat tool, well, so that's uh, you know a, a way to interact with the bank again via chat. We we, we touched a little bit about that. Mm. Um, so that, that 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 there's this aspect of it. Uh, so you know how and how to create an experience in which uh, you know customers can uh, be happy and, and and find what they're looking for and, and interacting with the bank and 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 finding their information. So there's this aspect. There's also another, of course, important aspect, which is um, alleviate some of the pressure uh, on, on contact center, right? Uh, because, again, for those use cases that are repeatable and some, sometimes easy to solve, uh, a chatbot is, is certainly uh, a very good tool uh, to help, right? So I think there are these, these two aspects uh, on the equation. So I think both customer uh, satisfaction and customer experience but also uh, supporting the the contact center, right? So that there's this mm. duality for sure. Fantastic. Well, Fabio, this has been an absolute pleasure. The hour has, has flown by. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're just getting started. Um, but thank you so oh, much yeah. for joining we me. We could, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. My pleasure. Yeah, we could, could go stay for more. We could, we could stay all day, I think, yeah. Uh, we yeah. spark up a cigar and uh, get ourselves a beer, we'll be here all night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, wicked. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure, yeah, definitely, you know, I love the I love the approach, I love the the kind of calculated approach, you know, small steps consistently over time, always doing the right thing, always making decisions based on data, and I think that the, the yeah, the whole strategy and the approach has, has been fantastic, I'm glad to hear it's, it's uh you know, going well and good luck for for not just the, the full-blown rollout, but also where it goes after that, you know, channel expansion, use case expansion, automation, transactional use cases, the the kind of world is the oyster, isn't it, once uh, once you're up and running? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nice one, yeah. appreciate it. And well, thank, thank, you. thank you for inviting me, it was, you know, uh, a little, real pleasure. No problem. Appreciate it. Appreciate you spending the time with me. It really is. Really appreciate it. Uh, and for those of you uh, tuning in, uh, don't forget, go to vux.worldflower slash events to join me on the webinar with Alexandra uh, Bidarturk of uh, Nova KBM next Thursday. And uh, if you want to download that Buy versus Build guide, then please just go to the website vux.world. There's a little guides tab. Click on that. You can download it. It's literally 45, 45 pages uh, worth of how to decide whether you should build or buy. Um, there's a lot of effort gone into that. And I, if anyone downloads this who genuinely needs it and gets to the end of this document and cannot make a decision <laughs> about whether to build or buy as part of your strategy, then I will eat my own hat. <laughs> so do do that. Uh, and we'll see you for the next one next week. Thank you.